get cracking? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Alright. Howdy, and welcome to episode 18 of Cast Protection. Cast Protection is a podcast that discusses the Netflix original series Stranger Things. My name is Jonathan Kreitz, and I am joined by Dave Atterbury. Hello, friends. And Mr. Chris Tyler. Hey, guys. You can reach the show at castprotection at gmail.com, at, at castprotection on Twitter, and you can also find us on Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, on the Facebook group, like I say every episode, we're adding people all the time, and Chris, you shared a pretty cool kind of video essay was that last week or maybe two uh, weeks ago? A week or, week or two it's, ago. It's and like I, in response to the Nerd Writer? It was in response to the Nerd Writer, yeah. Um, and I can't remember who posted it now. Um, Just Right, I think it was. I can't remember. If you go to the Facebook uh, group, you'll you'll be able to find it. It's a it's a pretty interesting. It's only about ten minutes long. It's it's definitely worth a watch if you're into this show. Yeah, I mean, it talked a lot about um, kind of nostalgia and... Like self-referential pop culture, you know, stuff, and how Netflix—or not Netflix, sorry—Stranger Things does a good job with that, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it myself. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, t- tonight we're going to get into Chapter Six, and before we get started, this is your chance. If you have uh, not seen this episode yet, you probably don't want to listen any further. Um, which I can't believe there's hardly anyone out there that has yet not to listen or see episode six, but a few. we're going to go right into it. So, in our opening, uh, we open in media res as Will is rushed to the hospital ward at Hawkins' lab. He is still thrashing and screaming and saying it burns everywhere. Hopper is also there and is being decontaminated. Meanwhile, Dustin and Steve arrive at Dustin's house so they can kill Dart. However, <laughs> They soon discover that he's molted again and dug his way out of Dustin's cellar. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. A, they, they end the little opening kind of... The cold open? Part. Yeah, the cold opens. They always have, like, really strong cold opens on the show, and especially, like, yeah. you know, that lead you right into the episode, like, dang, darts escaped, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but in the episode proper, we begin with the operatives from the lab photographing the craziness at the buyer's house, all of Will's drawings and everything they had put together for that. Back at the lab, Joyce meets the room full of doctors from the laboratory and demand that they tell her what is wrong with Will. But they honestly have no clue. At Murray's, the unlikely trio finishes dubbing a bunch of copies of Nancy's tape and mailing them out to major newspapers around the country. In their celebration, it comes out that Nancy and Jonathan are just, quote-unquote, friends. Murray immediately dissects their relationship and tells them to cut to the chase. And that night, they do. <laughs> the, next, the next morning, Erica is playing with Lucas's He-Man. As they argue, he reveal, she reveals that Dustin had been calling a code red over the radio and that she had turned it off. Dustin gets a hold of Dustin, or sorry, Lucas gets a hold of Dustin, and they agree to meet at the old junkyard to try and get Dart. Hopper is a little green around the gills after his time in the Upside Down, but he perks up when Owens brings him a hazmat suit. They go below the room with the gate into what is a massive cavern. The gate, or tear, between the world to spread and metastasize like a cancer. Why Why... While Will and Mike rest, Joyce comes clean to Bob about the events of the previous year. Bob says he thought stuff like this only happened in movies and comic books. 
Will wakes up, but now he doesn't remember everything or really everyone. He remembers Joyce and a few other details, but his memory is really spotty now. It's breakfast time that morning at Murray's, and he totally knows what happened the night before. Nancy talks to her mom, but Jonathan can't get a hold of anyone at his house. Lucas shows up at Max's house, and she quickly averts disaster with Billy. He tells her that he has proof of what he had told her about the previous year. She sneaks out the back and rides off with him. Back at the Hawkins lab, Dr. Owen examines and gets Will. Will can only remember some of his friends, and even then it seems like he is really straining to remember what he recalls. He tells them that they shouldn't have hurt him last night, him being the shadow monster. Owen tests a theory by putting a torch to a piece of the vines from the tunnels below. The infected hosts are all connected somehow as Will freaks out when he puts the fire to the piece of the vine. We then cut to Dustin and Steve walking the railroad tracks, laying bait for Dart. Dustin tells Steve he kept Dart to impress Max, and Steve begins to give him pointers on love and hair care. <laughs> that should be that should be a book. Yeah, love, love and hair, hair care. care. Yeah. <laughs> Hopper desperately signals in code on his radio, but he gets no repl- reply from L. He apologizes and assures her that he isn't mad and that he'll be home soon. And where is L? Mm. Yeah, yep, to be determined. Owens and his team meet and argue over how to help Will or to just cut their losses and begin burning back the massive incursion of the Upside Down. Owens doesn't want an option that doesn't help Will. So now we kind of get the idea that he's on their side. He's not He's not like Burke from Aliens. No, he snaps pretty fast when that one uh, scientist says, well, we should just, you know, if, we, if he has to die, yeah. then he has to die. And he's to say that to mm. me again. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joyce is fed up from waiting, but the MPs won't let them leave their room. Will has a strange vision and tells Mike that he may know how to stop the Shadow Monster. Steve and Dustin meet up with Lucas and Max at the junkyard. Dustin and Lucas hash out their differences and are concerned that they can't find Hopper, Mike, or Will. Jonathan and Nancy find the buyer's home deserted, but Jonathan realizes someone else has been there when he finds an empty Polaroid film cartridge. Back at the laboratory, Will reviews the photos of his drawings and points out an area that the Shadow Monster doesn't want him to see. The lab gets its soldiers ready to attack that very spot. Max and Steve and the boys prepare their trap for Dart. They fortify the old school bus as their base, and Lucas and Max have a heartfelt conversation when the demo dog, demo dog shows up. As Steve gets out to try and lure it into their trap, several more ambush him. He makes it back to the bus, but they are very outnumbered. At the very last second, something draws the demodogs away. Soldiers finally have made it to the spot that Will suggested, and it's a graveyard that Hop had been in. Will cries and says that he's sorry that he, quote-unquote, made him do it. Mike realizes it's a trap, but it's too late. The demodogs destroy the soldiers. Hop notices on the map that they've moved along the tunnel that the soldiers had followed. Will tells Joyce that they should leave as they are almost here. Hop stares in disbelief as the demodogs began pouring up out of the hole in the basement floor, and that is the end of episode six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great episode. It's a really good episode. Um, it's called The Spy, and now we know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, where, where to begin with this one? This is, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of aliens in this one. There mm-hmm. is, there mm-hmm. is, yeah. Yeah. 
I remember the well, first like, time I saw it, though, like, my very first thought, like, when it ended, you know, I was like, I, you know, as soon as it ended, and then I realized, okay, there's no, there was no 11 in this one. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do, like, the total cliffhanger, make us wait a whole episode. And sure enough, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that is, I mean, we'll get into the next episode when we get to it. But, I mean, the timing of the way they kind of did this trio of episodes, six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. I think that annoyed people as much as anything else. It <laughs> didn't bother Which me. Which is hilarious because, like, you could just watch them all. Like, you don't have to, we didn't have to wait. Well, that's true. <laughs> right, right. It's not like you went, yeah, that's exactly right. But I'm just saying, there was, uh, uh, there's quite a bit of backlash against the next episode. And at least some part of it, I think, is due to the fact that you end this episode, which has just been so tight, you know, just so excellently paced awesome stuff going on, great character interaction, everything you love about the show, and then they put a hard pause on that for another hour, you know? Yeah, uh, and like you said, when we get into it, like, we'll get there, but I I think, like, now that I've watched, like, every, I think I've watched from this episode to the end of the season probably eight times now. Like, every time I start watching from here, I just get sucked (laughs) in and I keep watching the whole thing. And I don't think they could have done it any other way. You know what I mean? But because yeah. it really is it really is tight pacing like this is this is intense. This episode, if you pull your Netflix privilege and skip the next episode and <laughs> go right to episode eight, you know, if you watch them back to back, it's like a movie. It's like a really intense movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, uh, and you guys are right. Cold open is a term for like when it, especially when it opens right in the middle of the action, like this one did. I guess what I mean is, there's got to be some term for where, when the show begins and the screen is black, and right. you can hear you what's happening over? first. You like, you yeah, hear just them over. entering the hospital and freaking out, and then it like, then you see it. You know what I mean? I don't know what you call that. I don't know. This is how everybody... You know what I mean, right? Yeah, we didn't go to film school. We don't write (laughs) scripts in Starbucks. We don't know the terminology. (laughs) No no screenwriter worth their salt is going to be in a Starbucks. It's artisanal, you know, poured (laughs) over, neckbeard coffee or GTFO. (laughs) Hey, I'm from the Northeast. I'm a Dunks guy, so... There you go. There you go. Go real northeast. I'm a Cumberland Farms guy. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. that's one I don't even know. Cumberland well, Farms. It, it well, they had a big campaign with David Hasselhoff a few years ago. So did they? Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with Dunkin' Donuts. I I grew up in West Virginia, and we had Dunkin' there, and there was none down here. Though I mean, the first one made it to Houston. Maybe we've already had this conversation. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, the first Dunkin's made it to Houston. Like I, I remember when it opened. It was like probably about four or five years ago. It was a big deal. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. grew up like in a little town, like just north of the border in southern southern Arizona. And I remember that was one of the few places in town. You know, we had McDonald's, Wiener Schnitzel, and a Dunkin' Donuts. So <laughs> I say it was the first one in Houston. I guess I don't know for sure it was, but at least the first one like. Anywhere near you. In the city, like in the, like, yeah. lived in Montrose at the time, like in that area. It was at least the first one, like, in that area. I don't know. I, I thought it was, like, the first one in the city proper, but I could be wrong. Right. Well, regardless, yeah. this, uh, we get a little more on the Jonathan and Nancy story at the beginning here, and they finally, uh, 
get together in the biblical sense. They know each other now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so. <laughs> is it just me or is Murray such a weird character? Oh, dude, he is weird. He's weird, but he's and a little creepy. He is a little, a little creepy, bit. but he just you know he's at the uh, the I don't I don't care stage of his life. He's I mean look at where he's living. <laughs> Like, yeah. come on, do you think... He, well, nothing... and he reads them like a book. Everything he says is 1,000% true. Yeah. I mean, everything he yeah. says to them about their families, about themselves, about their relation, everything about it, he's yeah. he's spot on. And he immediately picks up everything they, right. you know, everything about the... Once they kind of fill him in, he, he has a plan of what they need to do with all this information. I mean, he's sharp. No, that's not right. it. It's just, he's just... Well, yeah, he, I don't know. Encouraging the character. miners to drink and have sex is just a weird, oh, yeah. weird scenario. It was the 80s. It's, it, I mean, it could have been worse. He could have been offering them bumps of cocaine. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a weird character because when you first see him in the very first episode and he's talking to Hop, you know, he's kind of played off as a bit of a buffoon. You know what I mean? Like he's like kind of a like just a goofball, you know, and then you, then you kind of realize, okay – He's working with Barb's parents, and it's like, and then you start to wonder, okay, is he like a con man? Is he trying to fleece them? And then, right. then you get into this, you realize like he's pretty serious. He's more of a molder, but, but like you said, he's kind of a weirdo too. Like he's kind of, I don't know, he's he's in of the new characters this season. I mean, I like all the scenes he's in, but I think he's in some ways kind of the least developed as a character in and of himself. Yeah. He's pretty much there just to kind of react to the other characters to like let the other characters kind of bounce off of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. He doesn't really. A little bit. He, he, faci- he facilitates Nancy and, and Jonathan's quest and uh, yeah. changes in their relationship more than anything right. else. Right. Like, I don't see him coming back in another season. Well, like he yeah. said, if you want to call me again, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I don't think we'll see him again. Yeah, no, I don't think we will. So, yeah, so did anybody else totally get the Temple of Doom homage vibe with their little scene where they're... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it reminded me, at least, of, like, you know, the Five minutes. I give you five minutes. I could have been your greatest adventure. Yep. <laughs> no time for love, Dr. Jones. That's right. So, just didn't have someone like I that. I can't believe she's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's what it reminds. There might be, and it might have been even a, an homage to a totally different like '80s movie or like, something that like I just went over my or... head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it could have been, but to me, it just reminded me of Temple of Doom, and uh, I thought it was a great edit and a great transition to go from their kissing noises or sounds to uh, what's Lucas's sister? What's her name again? Oh, do we know? Oh, it's uh, I can't think of her name. Oh, I can't remember either. Oh, like Regardless, that. her making kissing oh, totally sounds funny. Just like, with yeah. the, the mm-hmm. He-Man. So funny. He-Man, yeah. thank you for saving so me. Strong. So strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's great. So good. Is it Erica? Is Maybe it's name? Erica. That sounds about right. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's good. I really she's like great. her. Yeah, and I, I think I saw, I didn't click on it, but I saw a headline on Twitter maybe yesterday that... She's going to be in season three more yes, or something yes, like that. Is. Oh, that's good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all the, I mean, they've got the more great child actors, the better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Use them. Oh. And I had a little sister that was just like that. Just, oh, you know, 
in your yeah. face annoying. Say, right, right, yeah. Telling you you're a nerd, like, oh my gosh, like. Oh, that, yeah, that's my favorite part is when she's like, oh, you are such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, so I, good. I still just have to back her up for her, her uh, pancake syrup application. Oh, yeah. I'm with her, <laughs> never yeah. too much. Yeah. Poor well, that's, yeah, no, we, we've got two great transitions to her with, like, <laughs> right. fun with sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Hop kind of serves as our point of view for the viewer as Owen takes him on a tour of what has happened since the end of last season regarding the upside down the rift there in the lab. Um, it basically, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where they start to go down through there and you don't even quite understand what you're seeing at first. You're like, yeah. wait a minute, what? And oh, it's yeah. basically the, it's just like grown down into the earth and spread out. And it's, yeah, it's oh, getting, it's, it's huge. It's like skyscraper size, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's like pulsating with light, and it's weird because that's not really what the upside down particularly looks like, I guess. You know no, what I mean? But it's but like, the, but the, but the, like the tear between the dimensions. Did. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, orange, interesting, and gooey, it's a, and fleshy. Yeah, it's a, it's a far cry from the little tiny hole that was down there in the first season. It was like it was right, like person right. size. It was like person size before. Like they would walk through, and it was about as tall as they were. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a room, you know, you had this one room, and and the whole first half of the season, you think, okay, they have it contained. They've got their, like, and I think they thought they had it contained, too. Like, it was all, like, you know, they thought that it was just, you know, this one tear that's about a door size in a room, and they were burning burning off all the vines every day, and they thought, ah, we got this. Easy. You're right. It's managed. And then they went under the ground, like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because, you know, that whole thing kind of reminded me a lot of, like, some of the, like, really, like, older classic sci-fi. I remember reading the more kind of pulp novel type sci-fi, you know, where, okay. um, you know, where you, where things get out of control really fast when you, you know, a lot of it took place not on our planet, but other planets. But I remember reading, like, pulp stories and novels as a kid where, you know, you, you go to a new planet and somebody gets sick and, you know viruses and things get out of control really mm-hmm. fast and realize the kind of trouble you're in until it's too late, you know. Twilight like Zone. Alien, like Alien sci-fi. Covenant. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Or Prometheus. There you go. Right. Yeah. Right. Outer Limits type stuff. Yeah. This was, escalated quickly. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I remember the first time I watched that episode, I was like, oh, crap. Like, you know, I Oh, did, no, yeah. I was supposed to feel guess. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty, pretty awesome. So... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, the terror is, is 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 ratcheting up, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and you feel bad for Hopper. Like I said earlier, he's green around the gills. I mean, he gets like right. blasted yeah. down for I guess the I don't know if it's radiation as much as like contamination yeah. from the upside right. down. Right. And then you know he just doesn't get a break. He's just your hard no. traveling hero. I mean he. He yeah. he cannot catch a break. Covered in interdimensional goo, scrubbed down, yep. and he's puking. Yep. Yeah. Dealing he's... with an angry teenage daughter. Yeah, he can't win. <laughs> can't win, man. No cigarette. Out of cigarettes. Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny. I, I made a little a little note. Yeah, that was one of the things that I thought was kind of. I was thinking about watching it tonight. I was like, oh yeah, like all the hazmat suits, and you know, there was a lot of like, you know, radiation stuff, and a lot of eighties movies, you know, were all about that, you know, or you know, sure, the the nuke scare, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. To that. So it's kind of fun. Well, and there's a, I mean, there's a tinge of like Cold War. Yeah, I mean, stuff that's, the, all the oh, stuff yeah. at the lab is all like they're all cold warriors, man. I mean, it's all about, yep. you know, last yep. season it was all about spying on the Russians and defeating them, and this season you just get a sense of like all these like secret, you know, like a secret, a whole secret operation in this town to keep stuff under wraps. I don't know. It just to me like yeah. has a very yeah. like it's reminiscent of war games or I don't know, movies like that, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's funny. You talk about the, the secrets it's, and you know what, there's, there's secrets even within those secrets. Cause even this season, they're doing those cutaways to where it's a bunch of people in a room that is separate from everybody watching everything that's going on in the lab. It's just totally, there's just yeah. layers upon late, like how far up or down the, you know, the ladder does, does Hawkins lab go in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. is it, black ops or is it off the books and you know how high up does it go for the government to know right well and it's they're still listening on the phones as well you know you still see yeah. those people in the room with the big reel to reels going oh, listening yeah. to the local phone conversations and all that so yeah. well it's interesting because like stranger things the whole concept is pretty fertile ground like i could totally see like you know they're, they've been keeping it pretty pulpy even kingish monster movies, kids, you know, kind of in that zone. But I could see, I could see a different scenario where they could have like wrote it more, more, even more Cold War thriller, you know, like you know, psychic warriors against the Russians, and then they got other ones, and you know, and maybe because I watched Scanners the other night, that's where my brain's going along. Right. But you know what I mean. But I could, yeah. I could totally see that angle being played up, you know, in the show. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a version of this where you could have you could have chopped the kids out entirely and, and had it all be a, a, a like a bottle drama of all these people just in the lab and what they're mm-hmm. dealing with. Yeah, yeah, a whole like almost like Hawkins Lab style show. Yeah, um, you know, and weird weirdness going on, but I like how it is. But it was, yeah, it's totally. Ahead, so. Well, we get some foreshadowing with Bob as well, um, as him and Joyce discuss everything that happened the previous year and what's really been going on. And he mentions about moving to Maine, and I made a note here. Does he not read Stephen King? You don't want to move to Maine, dude. <laughs> no, I think I think the kids in, in Hopper are the only ones that read Stephen King in this universe. Well, the guard in season one, uh, the guard was reading Cujo, and that's when Hopper's like, oh, I love that book, Nasty yeah. Dog, or whatever he says, and punches him out. Uh, like, come on, dude, you don't want to move. You don't want to move to, to Maine. Not if this kind of stuff is actually going on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I'm saying I think this stuff only happens in movies and comic books. Was I mean, you know, it's it's not quite breaking the fourth wall, you know, but it's yeah. it's close. Yeah, it's a little knowing, right. but yeah, that was good. It was a line that that Sean Astin can pull off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And he's great in this season. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think 
uh, I don't think he was up for any. I mean, I don't know if he was in it enough to be worthy of any getting sort of any sort of like award recognition. But I thought he was really good in this season. He did. Uh, really he's not in it very much. I mean, he no. really isn't in it that much. No, but, but it's good. he. He feels real. I mean, everybody kind of knows a Bob. You know, yeah. they that one wicked nice guy that is you know just he's just a nice mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, right. that's yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. No, he did a, he did a really good job. You know, it's um, that's one of the things about this show, top to bottom, everybody everybody in, involved is bringing their A game. You know, like I, it's funny because like when I go back and rewatch even some of my favorite shows, you know, and you can, and I'll watch certain episodes and I'll be like, yeah, this one's okay, but you know that guest star might be a little cheesy or like, um. You know what I'm saying? Like some some episodes are not as good as others, and like this, sure. this show consistently, uh, I find remarkable just how how good it all is, top to bottom. Even some of like to the point of like where people with one or two lines are still thrown in like really good performances. You know, sure. nobody nobody feels like you know token extra actor they got you know <laughs> and throw through in a scene. You know, you know, paid scale. No, I would agree. So. Yeah, there's really I don't think anybody to this point has given a, a bad performance. I mean, it, I mean they won the ensemble f- for season one, right? So, was that did they win an Emmy? I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. So everybody here is well. It's 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 a big. It shows the the strength and the advantage of these limited style series where you can sure. get in and really um, you know focus on telling the best story in the correct amount of episodes and not worrying about. You know, having your filler episodes or your, um, you know, uh, your dreaded uh, clip shows. You know? We're sorry <laughs> for true. the clip show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's funny as a kid, I loved clip shows, but yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because we didn't we didn't have a uh, YouTube, so we were well, like, right. So like, like it sweet. Was, I remember like, that episode. I remember like, that. Oh, Man, I never saw that one, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Because it was hard to see every episode of, like, let's say a show like TNG or something like that back in the day. You know, you might miss one here or there. Right. Now it's like, now all I can think of is, like, would my children even understand what a clip show was? No. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. What the hell is this? Yeah, no. So. Well, maybe they would. Maybe they'd just be like, somebody put a YouTube video in this TV show. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The paradigm has shifted. Well, I I feel bad because I, I I when I see scenes like we had with Billy this season, although it is like laced in like utter malice and like right on the verge of something really bad happening, yeah. I also have this like man, I kind of like Billy when he's not being like this terrible, violent, racist person. No, I mean it's because awesome. uh, he's he's, he's like smoking. burning heaters and crushing beers while he lifts weights and watches. Like hair metal videos in the living room. Yeah, he's watching watching Rat. Yeah, it's like this guy. I like this guy, except sister, when his, he's like sister's got a yeah. You know, he's got to keep out for his sister so she can dodge those talkative Mormons. Who <laughs> <laughs> would who would go door to door bugging people like that? Oh, oh. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, and they're from, didn't they come from out west? So, you know, yeah, that was quick thinking yeah. on her part, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. That was good. 
Well, it's funny also, you know, like we mentioned earlier, Owens, you know, is not is not the corporate, you know, or in this case, government man all the way through. You know, he he realizes what's at stake here for Will and start yeah. has really started to kind of put together how Will somehow connecting or connected to, you know, the upside down, the the tunnels and everything yeah. there. Yeah, he got he got a couple, I think more than one really good, like. Uh, um, expositional scenes where he was like doing voiceover, you know, yeah. kind of narrating, like, which was, it was just really interesting because, like, you know, I never really watched Mad About You. I'll be honest, like you that wasn't, yeah. yeah, and and so to me, he's all he's really only ever been my two dads, Burke. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that, <laughs> but that that was there was a period of time right, yeah, that was one of the eighty shows I didn't really see too much yeah, of, much you know. Yeah. So like to me he's always just been Burke, you know. Yeah. So like it was kind of cool like to see this one it was like like yeah, you know, he's he's really good like, you know. I, I like, think he's a better dramatic actor than he is as a as a comedic actor too. Every time I've, I've seen yeah. him pop up in something serious, he's very good. Right. Right. I yeah, guess no, I, gonna... I got a little my wires crossed cuz I in the notes here wrote that Dr. Owens is starting to figure it out, blah 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 blah. And I say, Burke gets some great exposition in this episode. <laughs> that was me. Wrong character. Well, he's, Wrong left character. It, he's left an indelible <laughs> mark. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I know it's funny because like I, it's funny because I know that he's Doctor Owens, but my brain will just call calls him Burke every time he shows yeah. up. Like it's just hard to Burke, but yeah, and like you said, there's so much aliens in this epi- in this episode overall. So like, you know, he he's a big part in this one, and there's a lot of aliens homage stuff, especially at the end where the soldiers are going in the tunnels and they start, you know, they realize that the you know that being under atmosphere processor one is the worst place to be and they can't <laughs> fire because they're going to set off a nuclear explosion and yeah, so it's it's really good and he's really, really good in this and. And I'm kind of glad, you know, going into this because of those expectations. I oh, always, yeah. It would have been you know, a little boring if he had just been exactly the same again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and, and you know, and, and as it was obvious that he was kind of filling the same role as um, Matthew Modine, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of would have been a little on the nose for him to be like the evil scientist, too. So. Right. Um, right. But, yeah, he, he, he really did a really good job, especially because. Delivering, delivering the kind of exposition he did in this episode where he's kind of doing the, like, explaining type stuff, you know, but doing it in an entertaining way that isn't just, like, feel like somebody's reading an encyclopedia entry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a talent. Like, some actors are very good at naturally delivering that kind of dialogue. And Well, because he gives the whole exposition in this episode, well, it's kind of like a virus, and they're all connected. Or it's like a virus, mm-hmm. except they're all connected, you know? Right. He, he's right. kind of laying out the imagery for how we're supposed to understand what's going on with Will and the Upside Down and all that. Right. Yeah. No, he, he, he did a really good job. No, I agree. I agree. Well, the Dustin and Steve tag team... Yes! Uh... Again, I believe last episode continued strongly in this episode, and to me it was like the truce. I mean, it was like the 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 mashup you didn't know you needed, but right. you know, it was yeah. definitely the standout for the season. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. Love, life, and hair care by Steve. 
<laughs> yep, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, teenage love and the art of, uh, of, of hair maintenance. Hair maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how many yeah. people that went out and tried to uh, copy his move. I don't think the Farrah Fawcett hairspray is still in existence, unfortunately. Probably but... not. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. Well, and if they see how many people did it when their hair was wet, you know. No, not wet. Not wet. Not wet. Damn. 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 Yeah. I know. It kind of. It kind of makes me laugh because I remember. I remember that phase of my life from about fourteen to seventeen, and it was like, man, you know, all the hair care products and in the bathroom and just like, you know, just. It, <laughs> Just till it was right, you know. It was like, mm-hmm, yep, that's it, that's it. It's not wet, damp, yep, got it. Mm-hmm. Like a lion, Rawr, here we go. You know, like just... <laughs> it's so funny, because, like, to anybody that's listening that hasn't seen, you know, they've probably not ever seen a picture of me. Like, I've I've basically done the super short-shaved head for years now, and it's so yeah. funny, whenever... Whenever people come across pictures of me back in high school and I had the long, luxurious hair. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... That is hard to picture, Dave. I was laughing so hard during that that part because I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. And even my wife, who knew me in high school, but we weren't dating back then or anything. Even my wife being like, I remember you had such beautiful hair. (laughs) (laughs) He had such beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. But Dustin and Steve, they play off each other really well. You yeah. Know? And, oh uh, yeah. No, they have good. They have a good rapport for sure. And it's, we haven't. I mean, we haven't seen any of Steve's family, have we? We've only. Uh, we've heard that his dad owns. The heard store about in town. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Seen yeah. That. So I mean, obviously, I would. I would imagine that Steve's an only child, and so Dustin is kind of like. Dustin is like this sudden like little brother that he didn't know that he needed, but you know here we are. Yeah, and it's and it's um, not his wisdom. It's, it's funny too because it's, I mean, Lucas even says you with Steve. He's like, well, yeah, no one else was answering, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like he initially yeah, it was really like, wanted him there. No, right. no, it was totally just like oh, well, yeah, because then he just bump into him. I yeah, they they go they're both uh, they Mike's both meet house. up at Mike's house. Yeah. 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 Do you got that bat? Yeah. You know, the one with the nails? Yeah. So they just kind of, yeah. no, that's some great writing right there. Like, and that's the kind of writing I think that works the best when it's like, you, it just feels natural that the characters are just being the characters and, you know, so good cool. stuff. Well, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I really like the turn that Will's story takes in oh. this episode. Oh yeah. Cause it's like this, you know, insanely serious complication to not only keep him alive and help him, but also that he's, you know, a spy for the enemy, basically. He's bad yeah, guy. He's not really yeah. uh, in control of his own choices at this point. Well, and it's interesting, too, because um, it's like every time he falls asleep, basically, he's less himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because yeah. they, you know, he went the first night he fell asleep, and they actually even showed his eyes fluttering and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's the next day when he was really starting to act weird at home. And then this, you know, they sedated him in this episode because he was freaking out so hard. And when he wakes up from that, 
now he's really beginning to forget everyone basically except the very closest people to him. Yeah. So it's like it's something about, I don't know, to me it seems like something about when he's asleep he's just like losing more and more of himself. Yeah, I mean, is it is it that he's forgetting or is it that the un- upside-down virus that's inside of him is is taking more control of that shell? I, it's, well, know, maybe that's mm-hmm. more like it. Like he's less in control of himself and less able to recall you know who his who he really is and his you know yeah because i mean i kind of took it as the virus is kind of reaching back through his memories for who these people are and and trying its best to approximate the correct answer right right yeah yeah there's there's moments i think there's a good one coming up soon I, i don't think it was in this one where he um you can like literally see him like you know the mind behind the mind working. Yeah, like the gears turning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's interesting too because you know you had the whole the whole first season. It was you know we have to save Will, and the whole first part of this season's been like, oh, Will's like having troubles. You know, how can we help mm-hmm. Will? And all of a sudden, you know, here we are. You know, now, you know, he's the the bad guy. Like he's the danger. Yeah. Which is a really good. It's a really good twist. You know. So, I, I admit I didn't see that one coming. No. I thought he was, I thought he was totally trying to help him, like he was going to be like, you know, like get some kind of superpowers type thing, you know. Well, and, that was uh, what I kind of, and maybe I said that before earlier as well. But that's kind of where I thought this was, this whole story was going to go for him was that he was going to have some special connection to the upside down and be able to manipulate it or stop it or whatever it may be. Right, right. You know, that was my theory going into it, I guess, for lack of a better word. But yeah, like you said, it mm-hmm. definitely does not go that way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I gave Max a little bit of a hard time last episode, but I did really like the scene with her and Lucas in the junkyard when they really, you know, kind of having a heart-to-heart regarding their family and her screwed-up family situation and moving yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's such a real moment in the midst of all the, the craziness. You know, mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't think it's overwritten either. It sounds like what a, a kid would say. They're not, they're not, you know, young children. They're on the cusp of of high school and the beginning of puberty. So it's the stuff that she says to uh, to Lucas is definitely right from the heart. And it, and it feels yeah. like something that you know, if you were, if you had a friend and you were struggling, it's that's just how you'd get it all out. And for a kid to to realize how awful someone is and to kind of see that that's the the route that they're going and not wanting to be the same person is is incredibly mature but i don't think it comes off as as written too old for the character no i don't believe so either i thought it was very sincere very earnest um yeah no i didn't think it was overacted or replayed all i felt like she actually acted it very well um yeah i thought that was good Felix. And I like, <laughs> I you know, Steve is like the kind of tough love older brother a little bit. You know, he's he's, you know, he's given giving uh, Dustin lots of advice, but uh, him cracking the whip on them to help fortify the bus was pretty funny. Yeah, what? <laughs> he's just sitting there, he's busting his butt, and Dustin and Lucas well, are just like, yeah, just talking. 
Well, it was such a great moment because they started playing the, the kids theme behind them. You know what I mean? And the music was like swelling and building and it was like they're, you know, Duck, Dustin and Lucas are reconciling and they're like, you know, having this moment and then literally like, it's like the, 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 the record scratch. <laughs> right. Hey, dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> How come the only one helping me is this random girl? Like, <laughs> it was just a great, uh, oh great, great line. Well, and especially because, like, you know, again, when you when you think about how Steve was only supposed to be like in one or two episodes in the first season, and that was it, you know, and and you know what a genius move to kind of keep his character going, and you know now it's it's got he's got this hilarious dynamic hanging out with the other the younger kids, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going for the obvious, like, you know, just doing this total, you know love triangle thing with, you know, him and Jonathan and Nancy, they've pretty much buried that, you know, and immediately have moved him over into this much more interesting dynamic of him being the babysitter, the babysitter. And it's, you know, it's comedy gold. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, we had a note here. Is this the first episode without 11? Uh, I think so. It is. Yeah. 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 Not Which, like you said, Dave, that kind of telegraphs that, hmm, maybe mm-hmm. we're going to get a, an 11 heavy episode, and yeah, that is about to come down next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite the cliffhanger, and, and the next episode. I think the next one is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. We mentioned it at the beginning, you know, it's, 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 it was a controversial one overall. But there's a lot of good stuff in there, and I think a lot of important stuff for what's coming in yeah. subsequent seasons. So, yeah, I, Elle, I, the events of the episode and for the character of her, like it's all good. Like that's all important stuff. I just think the kind of execution of it's a little lacking compared to the rest of the show. But yeah, we don't need to go into that too, too much. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. we'll get we'll get there, and I'm sure previews we'll have, of next time. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say. Uh, yeah, this one though, uh, man, it's, it's just a, a fan of, of aliens. This one is just like, oh God, so good. <laughs> just even the, the, the motion detector inside Hawkins lab, it sounds exactly the same as the motion tracker from, from oh, aliens. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and they have the, the videos, cameras on like all the soldiers, you yeah. know, kind of wink out one by one by one as they're getting taken down. It's. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a little. I mean, it's it's direct. I'd say it's a direct reference to Aliens, but oh, yeah. that's okay. It just makes me want to watch Aliens now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And I'm really looking forward to like the follow up to this one. So it'll be the episode after this when we get pick up this. Like I said, I I, I feel like if you if you watch it, it really plays out like one long movie. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Really definitely. Good. Yeah, the end the end run is. Pretty much all, all go. Yeah. Cool. Would you guys have any other uh, notes or thoughts about this episode? It's, it's. I mean, it's so, it's so tightly plotted and paced that it's, it's like, it's really hard to say anything because it's, it does a, a, its own job of mm-hmm. saying what it needs to say on this one. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's a great episode. 
it's 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 almost when they're when they're great episodes there's lots of you know nice things to say but it doesn't really leave a lot of room for conversation <laughs> sure sure no no I mean, well yeah we, we, go ahead jc i was just gonna say no we we got plenty out of this episode i mean it is true i mean how many different ways can you say oh, it, was, it was awesome <laughs> it was great uh well yeah you know. it's, it's it's so fast paced now that we're kind of even reviewing it you're kind of just like along for the ride a bit till we get closer to the end and we can kind of start getting into the idea of like, you know, speculation about what's next, you know, what's, what, what's, what do we think will be happening in the, you know, after the events of these next couple episodes. So yeah, totally. there'll probably be a lot of, a lot there to, to chew on. Oh, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. And like we said at the top, you can find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, leave us a review on iTunes, and thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget, too, we are part of the Two Tree Freaks uh, podcasting network, and you can support the show directly by going to twotruefreaks.com, click on the Amazon banner there. And uh, as you click through to Amazon, anything that you buy, uh, we'll get a very small portion of doesn't cost you anything more, but it helps us uh, with hosting costs, uh, internet fees, and all that kind of stuff. So please consider, if you're going to do your Amazon shopping, which most people buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. I know, I uh, do. Try and, oh, yeah, me too. Try and use that one. Get yourself something, man. Um, and with that, I'm going uh, to talk to you guys next week. Thanks for uh, listening, and we'll see you next time. We're going to be talking about The Lost Sister. Duh. I know, very, very pulpy kind of title. Alright guys, I'll talk to you later.